Pat's request that we not fuss over her death too much sits very much at the center of our attention this day. So we might respond as her family has already, okay, Pat, we won't fuss. Well, at least not too much. Your presence here today is a witness to her love and her spirit. It's good to see you. And I am honored to play a part in this honoring of a long, beautiful life of which I was only a small part, a latecomer, if you will, to a remarkable play that began decades ago. Pat was a dear friend to so many, ever a lively part of this faith community and the wider community around us. Her abundant love, her humor, her persistent attention were constant companions for her family and for so many who loved her. She organized us. She laughed with us. She served with us. She listened more closely to the words of our hearts and the ups and downs of our lives than most. We could simply say she is missed already. And that indeed is true. We see the sadness and grief of our own hearts. Yet somehow that phrase, she is missed already, doesn't begin to touch her uncommon life or the witness that she gave us over many, many years, over those countless meetings and encounters each of us had with her unassuming yet ever-perceptive soul. And we cannot help but pause to reflect on Pat's most remarkable gift. And that was her physical blindness. And I call it a gift because it was her determination and insistent spirit that made it a gift, a blessing, rather than a curse. It is no small accident that so many of the stories of her Christian tradition talk about blindness. In the Gospels, we hear it often in the context of what Christ called spiritual blindness. And the ancient ironic story was that it was often the physically blind who were the best spiritually sighted. They were the ones who were least spiritually blind. They were often the first to see God in Christ coming to recognize the Holy One for who he was, to call him out by name as he passed by. Pat witnessed to us the profound truth at the heart of our shared spiritual tradition that it is through our very human and physical frailties that we are most vulnerable to the actions and grace of our loving God. It is through our weaknesses that we are given spiritual strengths And Pat's were uncanny. You see, sooner or later, we either succumb to the limitations of our human existence or we transcend them with imagination and prayer and wit. Pat so clearly chose the latter path. Whether it was the way she could chop vegetables without missing 
or whether it was the way she could perceive her God at work in the body of Christ in ways that those of us who can see with our own eyes too often miss. So our scripture readings this day touch on sight, that spiritual sight that Pat had and witnessed to through much of her life. A sight heightened, touched as she was by the divine sense of irony, by her physical limitation. A sight not rooted in 2020 vision, but rooted in greater senses of hearing and seeing and touching, touching with the heart. A sense that calls forth truth from deep places within those she most cherished. A spiritual sense that rises above mortality and touches the divine right back, coming right back at you, God. That was Pat for so many of us. So Pat leaves with us this legacy of spiritual spunk, if you will. That spunk that never stooped to mere complaining. That spunk that saw reality and gauged it with a vivacious and feisty love that remakes things when they falter. Creative energy that flows from the heart of all creation like running water as it flows inexorably and unstoppably down the cracks and crevasses of the earth seeking home. Pat doesn't want us to fuss over her passing because, as she knew, this parting is the way of all of us sooner or later. And because there are so many greater things in life to fuss about she would say. One of the greatest is getting on with the business of loving and living while we have the time. Something she did always with abandon. Pat's life was built on a fundamental understanding of how our Savior acts in the world Her faithful life centered on the profound truths of the essentials of true religious and spiritual practice, ones that involved the renewal of life, rising again from adversity, and yes, even conquering fear and death. She spoke the language of Christ rarely in words, often in deeds. For that service among us for so long, we are all profoundly thankful. Even now as we grieve, even now as we grieve in the midst of believing God in Christ conquers death in her and offers us comfort in ways that words cannot convey and our eyes cannot see by themselves. Above all, Pat leaves us with that abiding Christian virtue of hope. And I don't mean a vain or idle hope, but an active, imaginative hope. One that never rests, but is filled with the spark of life. That vim and vigor that holds fast through thick and thin. 
hope that we all share with Pat, that we too might see our maker, that we might see our God as she must now see her God, as she must now see her creator face to face. Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.